Welcome to Unlock Your Wellbeing, the podcast that teaches you the simple keys to health and happiness so that you can grow as a human being into a well-being. And now here's your host, author, certified wellness coach, mother, and wife, Alicia Leadham. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unlock Your Wellbeing. I'm your host, Alicia Leadham. And we have a recurring special guest with us today, my husband, Michael Leadham. Welcome, Michael. Happy to be here again. I must have done something right last time. I say that every time. You but do. I think that's literally what you say. Man, I got to work. I got to work on that. Should we start over? <laughs> no, we're going to keep it rolling. Let's go. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, if you are tuning in for the first time, um, you can check out some other episodes that Michael has been on with us, but little bit of background for those of you who are new around here. Uh, Michael runs his leadership consulting company called Catching Leadership. And I have, as you guys know, my consulting company called Alicia Leadham Wellbeing. And we often partner together because well-being and leadership is really important. Um, especially with the changing landscape of the workforce in the last few years. And so we actually have been uh, working together on a project uh, really all day today, right? Mm -hmm. It's been a, a great collaboration, like Alicia said. And I will just say this, being in the leadership development space for the last know, over 10 years, that there's always been a lot of emphasis on team dynamics, communication, providing feedback, coaching, all of it's really, really good stuff. But there has been a very strong uptick in our clients wanting more mindfulness and well-being. And for both of us, like we've seen it as part of leadership for a very, very long time. But it's encouraging to see that there are organizations that are buying into marrying these two ideas together. Yeah. Well, they they kind of uh, have to, right? And since the last uh, few years, everything has really accelerated this need for us to not only individually look at our own well-being and look at we are doing how we're leading ourselves, right? And the way we take care of ourselves and the way that we um, nurture our our bodies, nurture our minds, like how how we're feeling in our mental health and our physical health, but also in the workforce, because how the workforce works impacts your individual well-being. And so you can work on your own well-being all day long, but if the environment that you're in is hindering that, uh, then that will negatively impact you personally. So there's this really big understanding now of organizations saying, okay, we need to make these changes. And luckily there are a lot of uh, organizations that are studying it immensely and finding what's working, what we can be doing and how we can help solve for this. And so what we wanna talk to you guys today about is something actually really exciting. Um, speaking of doing some work together, we are, are going to be, well, I'll let you announce it. What are we doing? We are co-hosting a mindfulness leadership retreat together, June 15th through the 17th in the heart of the Driftless area, which is in Lafarge, Wisconsin. And it is in an absolutely epic, beautiful, remote area where there's these beautiful cabins and rolling hills and these limestone spring creeks 
and hiking and trees. And it's just a delight to truly get out of the hustle and bustle, unplug and work on some of these leadership and mindfulness techniques. Yeah. Like we've been saying, um, well, I'm thank you. Yes. This retreat is going to be awesome. It's super beautiful, but I want to bring this back to what we were talking about, about the importance of prioritizing your own well-being, especially as leaders, because one thing that organizations, um, need to understand is that the changes that you want to see in your well-being will come when the leaders are actually improving their own personal well-being. They're the ones who have to lead by doing it and embodying it and becoming it. And so this retreat that we're co-facilitating together is an opportunity for leaders to escape the hustle and bustle and take a time out to uh, reconnect with themselves and prioritize your well-being and doing this with the power of the healing benefits of nature. If you guys have tuned in before, or if you've um, read my book, The Six Gold Keys to Wellbeing, you'll know that um, the fifth key to well-being is the power and key of nature. And just being in nature is, is so important. And it's just a really cool opportunity to like disconnect from the stresses of life and reconnect with your soul, doing it through uh, nature, which is what we're a part of. And when you reconnect with nature, it helps you reconnect with the truth of who you are, which helps you to reconnect with, with, with your power, right. And reconnect with you and your heart. And that's when you're tapped back into your heart, that's you unlocking that, that soul and your well-being, so that you can then lead better from that place. I want to talk about something that you brought up with Leaders, So we know that there's an increased need in organizations for mindfulness and well-being. Um, people are, are struggling out there. I mean, there's some pretty staggering statistics um, I can share with you here in a minute, but I think you all know it and maybe can recognize within yourself that maybe the last couple of years have been difficult for you. But so often what we run into when we go and we talk about the need for mindfulness is well, we have an app that we give out to our employees, the Calm app or whatever one it is, or we bring in a lunch and learn. We have a wellness speaker come in for a lunch and learn. But to Alicia's point, if the leaders aren't actually changing, none of it really matters because behavioral change takes time and it needs to be integrated into the culture. And so this opportunity to physically show up, go to a retreat, learn some things and come back and implement them within your organizations, within your teams is going to be so much more impactful than um, just doing like a lunch and learn or having another speaker come in. So there are very many ways to be strategic in the way that you want to implement mindfulness and well-being within your organizations, but it is important that leaders are bought in and are practicing what they preach. All right. So I shared these at a keynote that I did earlier this month um, for a bunch of HR professionals out in the West Coast, but these all came from the U.S. Surgeon General, the list of their priorities in 2022. So the first one is 76% of U.S. workers reported at least one symptom of a mental health condition. So over three out of four people are experiencing at least one mental health condition. A mental health condition could be depression, anxiety, could be stress. I mean, but it's just, it's something, right? That's a staggering number. The next one is 84% of respondents said their workplace conditions had contributed to at least one mental health challenge. 
So if you're spending over a third of your life at work, whether you're working from home or in a physical office, it doesn't matter. A lot of your time is going to be dedicated to the work that you're doing and the individuals that you work around. And man, I think we need to do a better job at creating workplaces that are psychologically safe, that promote well-being if people are saying that they're experiencing a lot of these negative outcomes. Here's another one. 81% of workers reported that they will be looking for workplaces that support mental health in the future. 81%. So you hear about how there's a, a war for talent, right? That there aren't enough really talented employees for all the positions that companies want. You want to have a differentiator? Walk the walk when it comes to creating an organization that supports well-being and mindfulness. That's going to be a differentiator. And especially with younger high potential employees, they will refuse to go work for companies that are too stuffy and say, this is the way it's always been done. And it's a work hard, play hard culture, just go with it. It's not going to work anymore. Or even just um, not prioritizing it. I think yeah. that's another one too. It's, it's, I'm seeing that there are companies that aren't like that anymore, where they're like, oh, this is the way it's always been. We care about your health and well-being, but they don't actually do anything to back that up. And so if people like, you know, saying one thing and doing another, I think it's it's making sure you have something to back up what it is that you're saying is a priority. And again, like leaders have the opportunity to lean into it. And who honestly, who doesn't want to feel really good? That's my definition of well-being. You feel good. You feel good physically. You feel good mentally. You feel good spiritually. You love your life. You're thriving. Like who doesn't want to thrive? And when you're thriving in your personal life, you're thriving way more in your in your work life. That's just how it works. When one and one will impact the other positively or negatively. And so I I just think that there's this really cool opportunity to like feel good and do live the best life you want to live yes i love the way that you said that too it's so much passion well, it started to make true. me it started to make me feel good <laughs> um last statistic for you 76 percent of workers reported that their managers had the greatest impact on their mental health on par with the impact of their partner so think about that managers we know that managers have a ton of influence when it comes to employee engagement and how well, you know, an employee feels integrated into the culture, but they have a direct impact on the mental health on par with a person's partner. So it's absolutely imperative that we're training these managers to be the first line of defense to promote and defend against unhealthy well-being and, you know, non-mindful behaviors. So I mean, you can look at all the statistics yourself. There's so much out there right now. I think our point is pretty strong and why this is important, but there's still an uphill battle in getting people to lean into change. Mm -hmm. Because when you don't necessarily know what mindfulness is, or you think, oh man, this is going to be something that I'm uncomfortable with, or I don't practice yoga. Like there are so many different ways to become more mindful as a leader. You have to start leaning into whatever ways best serve you. Mm -hmm. So let's get into two things, okay? We're going to talk about what is mindfulness, like what it is at its core, and then the benefits of nature, because this is a um, a retreat for leaders to become more mindful in nature. And then we'll share with you what we're going to be doing at this retreat and uh, 
that's we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. So what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is, is the practice of being present in the moment and what it is that you're doing. Okay. It's a way to, to be present without judging the moment and wishing that it were something different other than what it is. And it's a way to be in the moment without, um, stressing about the future or worrying about the past. So this is an ongoing practice to helping you find by doing that it helps you find your center it helps you to release stress uh, improve focus absolutely reduces anxiety um, and just increases your overall well-being and so there's a lot of different ways that you can um, actively practice being more mindful Um, but mindfulness in in and of itself is being able to be here right now without wishing or judging that it were something other than what it is and taking yourself out of the future, forgiving and releasing the past and bringing all of your presence and energy into the here and the now. And can you just imagine if you're operating from that place, how much more power you're bringing to the moment that you're in and how this can help you in anything that you're doing um, in your, in your life at home and in your career. This also is what helps you to do more with less because then you're able to bring more energy to what it is you're doing with less time and resources and, and, um, energy overall. Sometimes the way I think about it is what is maybe the opposite of mindfulness. And I think about distractions. So if you're constantly getting blown up with alerts on your phone or these thoughts that are about the future or the past, like Alicia said, but you're not actually focused on the moment, all of those are distractions, right? And you're never going to be able to eliminate them completely, nor would I say that a leader should just put blinders on and say, I'm being mindful. I just can't deal with anything. But it's about being intentional of when you are trying to bring some more mindfulness into what you're doing at any given moment. And yes, there will be times where you'll have to put out fires, but so many of us just go about our day reactively, or we wear devices that are just constantly blowing up. And now my attention is going here and I'm not being mindful on what I was. And then you just feel exhausted Mm. and you feel burnt out because your mental load has just been fight or flight all day long, distraction, distraction, distraction. So mindfulness is kind of the opposite of that, maybe focusing on one thing. And it also embodies elements of gratitude. When you can be happy in the present moment, I mean, there's a saying that happiness can really only be experienced in the present moment. Mm -hmm. You can't be happy about the future or happy about the past. You can only feel happiness as an emotion right now. Mm -hmm. The other, (laughs) this conversation around mindfulness has been coming up with our daughter. Okay. So there's this new show that we discovered. It's the coolest show ever. It's called Stillwater. Okay. And you can watch it on Apple TV. Right. And there's this episode in there where, um, these, these kids want to go on a mindful walk in the winter. So they decide, all right, we're going to take this very serious mindful walk. And they're like, we're going to go out and we're going to, we're going to look at the trees and touch the snow and breathe in the crisp air. Right. Just being seriously mindful. And then, um, Stillwater, who is a big panda, He's out in the corner making a snow angel. And one of the kids was like, man, now you're goofing off. We were supposed to be taking this mindful winter walk. 
And Stillwater, the panda was like, you are being mindful is also having fun and just being in the moment and enjoying yourself. It doesn't have to be this very serious, you know, dire thing. Mindful is just mindfulness is also joy and experiencing like Michael just said, in the moment, which is why taking a time out with the retreat isn't like this serious, you know, silent meditation retreat. It's just being in it and enjoying it and practicing, like letting everything else go and just being there for what it is that you're there for, which is to release what's holding you back so that you can step into the authentic truth and your personal power. So check out that show. Um, our daughter's been loving it lately, as have I. I think she's watching it right now, she probably, I, which is great because we're talking about mindfulness and she's a little two-year-old who's is she getting her own. Now? Yeah, I think she is. That's why it's so quiet. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. So, um, you know, let's just talk really quickly about some of the benefits of, of nature. Um, you know, being outside in nature has so many benefits for your mental and your physical health. Michael has a couple of cool statistics about, um, practicing fishing in nature, which they call it fish therapy, which he can uh, chat on here in a second. But studies have found that spending time in nature can reduce stress and anxiety, improve your mood, and even boost the immune system, which I wrote about in my book in um, the, the fifth key of nature that even just being in uh, surrounded by trees you're breathing in the oils released from the trees, and this is positively impacting your gut health, which is how it improves the immune system. So it's pretty cool what it does, just being out and about in nature. But what about fish therapy? So I didn't know this was an actual thing, and I'm glad it's a thing, and it's not just a product of my imagination, but there is an actual therapy called fish therapy, and it's used um, primarily to treat people with PTSD, veterans with PTSD. And so my modality, you know, my method of tapping into fish therapy is through fly fishing because it just kind of takes everything to the next level. It's more of a challenge, but you have to be more immersed. You have to be more mindful and observe what's going on in the environment. And you really have to focus on your casting. So it just allows your mind to think about one thing and not be distracted by a million different thoughts or other things. But fish therapy has been shown to drastically reduce stress and anxiety in these individuals. It also has benefits when it comes to just physical activity. You talked about, you know, movement and how important movement is, and it can burn up to two to 600 calories per hour, depending on where you're hiking into and, and what you're doing. But you don't even think about it. You spend a couple hours out in the water, you're getting physical activity, you're getting some negative ions, which we've talked about before from the water, breathing in fresh air. Uh, you're in a green space, you're also in blue space because you're next to water. So there's so many benefits to your immune health, your physical health, your mental health by getting out there and uh, being in some fish therapy. And I noticed from a personal standpoint that if I've had a busy work week or I have things that have built up pressures in my life, I mean, you speak for it. When I come back home after I've, I've gone fishing, sometimes I don't even catch any fish, you know, but I'm typically in a much better place mm -hmm. mentally. So that's another element of this mindfulness retreat. You don't have to worry about it if you're not a big angler yourself. But one of the activities that I will be leading during the mindfulness retreat will be fly fishing activities. But there'll be other nature walks, hiking. We'll do some meditation. We'll do some yoga. Um, we will soak in as much sun as we can and kind of allow nature to reset us 
and tune into whatever the lessons that we need to learn are and give ourselves some grace for the good job that we're doing and not just be running around and I'm wasting the weekend, but truly just to listen both to the outside nature world, but also internally too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very well said. It's combining mindfulness and nature is just a really powerful combination um, to help you escape and leave the, you know, crushing high demands that you are having at work so that you can just spend a few days recharging, refocusing, reconnecting, um, investing some time and energy and resources into your own personal development, your own personal growth, and doing it in a gentle, empowering way um, in nature, you know? So like Michael said, we'll be um, teaching and leading. Michael will be on a lot of leadership principles and um, we'll have some really cool workshops around his um, teachings on on catching leadership, right? So combining leadership with fishing, there'll be some fly fishing um, opportunities. It's not required, but it's definitely an option that you want to. You definitely want. You to can that. do at the retreat. How, yeah. How cool is it to say I went on this mindfulness retreat and I even went fly fishing? Maybe we catch fish, maybe we don't. But you can learn a new skill. You'll be proud of yourself for trying. Totally. And and that's part of the growth. The personal development is putting yourself into new situations where you're going to learn. And so Michael will be um, teaching what mindfulness and leadership in action is through some fly fishing experiences. I'll also be leading um, some mindfulness sessions myself and well-being sessions. I'll be guiding you through some guided meditations and don't be worried if you've never meditated before. If I'm honest, these days, any um, time I lead a meditation for a workshop or a client or um, a corporate team, it's basically 90% of their first meditation ever. And so if you uh, have never meditated before, you are in great hands. And if you have, then you can just deepen your meditation practice with us by doing out in nature. I'll also be offering some yoga sessions in the morning. This is super simple, all levels. Again, not required, but if you want to um, tap into that with us, you can. And then I'll also be leading us through a, um, a mindful walk in the woods. So this is also known as a forest therapy session. So using the benefits of the trees and, and all of the senses, all of our senses to mindfully uh, go on this forest therapy uh, walk. And then just to add to it, those are the kind of mindfulness activities to allow yourself to get all those benefits we've been talking about, but there will be some group leadership coaching too. We will have some real uh, examples and help each other out because there will be a group. And I should probably explain that there are six cabins that are available. So every leader who comes to this event um, can have their own personal space. So there'll be some downtime as well, because that is part of well-being. It's not just let's jam pack as much as we possibly can, but Let's give you some time to to maybe rest, sleep in a little bit or uh, journal or read a book. You want to bring a book and just get some time for yourself. So there are six individual cabins. And if you want to bring a friend, there's an option to share a cabin with someone too. So just keep that in mind. There's an early bird that's running through April 15th. So if you want to lock that in, I would encourage you to do that 
before April 15th, you can save 25% as well. Um, one other thing too, we were talking about nature. So this is from the keynote I did before. It's another kind of statistic here. So the question is, how much? We're busy, right? People have families, they have jobs. They're like, but but how much do I need to get that maximum benefit? And a lot of research is saying between 120 and 150 minutes. So you're kind a of- A week, yes, a week. So you're looking at kind of a two, two and a half hour-ish time frame to, yeah. to get out there. And it doesn't have to all be in one day, but- Try and aim for that if you want to get the benefits of being out in nature. Yeah, I have that that a similar stat in in, in my chapter in the book too around that um, spending at least uh, thirty minutes a day, or if you have to jam it all in on the weekend, which is okay, right? You can do that, and you'll still get the benefits, the lasting benefits of that for a few weeks, even thereafter. Think about there's a lot of individuals who just never leave their homes no their workplaces and like it just can start to really add up yeah especially uh, in the winter time so you just have to find whatever it is whatever way whatever season it is for you to to make it a priority luckily for us it'll be june so the weather is going to be really nice at this retreat um, and we'll be able to to do a lot of different things out in nature yeah so the other uh exciting thing about those who enroll is we're offering a bonus and so the bonus is you get access to both mine and Michael's online masterclass. So you get instant immediate access to this once you um, enroll in the retreat. And so this is something that I would actually recommend that you take and go through both of the masterclasses before coming to the retreat. Um, if you have enough time beforehand, like it's by the time this uh, episode comes out, it'll be early April, end of March. So if you sign up early enough, you'll have enough time with that, but you have uh, um, unlimited access to both of the master classes. So mine is on um, the six gold keys to well-being. So I have one module per key in my framework to well-being to really help you unlock um, the foundation to your own personal well-being. And then Michael's is is very, very cool too. Yeah. So my team put together a really interactive and, and cool um, online platform for the, the masterclass. And it's all around catch and release, which are the six steps in catching leadership. So there's a ton of knowledge. If you're not like much of a book reader, if you will, uh, this is basically like accelerating all of the key and core lessons from the book in a 90 to maybe two hour, 90 minute to, you know, two hour kind of time frame there. So incredible value. It will definitely jumpstart and make the retreat um, that much more impactful for you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be super awesome. And then they get um, coaching sessions, right? Yeah. So there'll be a pre-coaching session that you get. Part of that is as much benefit to me because I want to know what topics you want to talk about, what you are working on so that I can create the activities and we can kind of think about maybe who to pair people up with. And all of that helps us as we plan out the, the agenda for the retreat. But also you get the benefit of working one-on-one -on -one with coach. And I mean, for some of you, maybe you've never worked with a coach one-on-one, -on -one, but you'd be surprised how quickly Alicia and I are able to provide value to you and to really listen and help you tackle maybe one or two things because there may be a number of different things going on in your work or personal life, but can we just get the ball rolling on maybe one or two? So you'll get a chance to speak with one of us before you go. And then there will be group coaching sessions built into the agenda during the retreat. In addition to maybe one of the best parts we haven't talked about 
all of these home cooked meals as well. We're going to be eating really well. Alicia is a phenomenal cook and we'll make sure that you're taken care of so that all you have to do is just show up, mm -hmm. show up and let everything else go. I mean, I know that you probably want to check your phone at some times, but I, you could just turn it off for a couple of days and just like, just be, um, we want to create that type of uh, atmosphere for you. So that's kind of in a nutshell. There's a ton more information at catchingleadership.com. We can share the links um, in the description below here. And we just invite you to really challenge yourself to lean into something new. If you're seeking behavioral change, you know that this is an area of your life that you need help with and you need it to kind of jumpstart, this could be a great jumpstart. And if you're maybe nervous or afraid and maybe don't want to do it by yourself, bring someone else along. Maybe bring your significant other along who's dragging their feet because we know healthy habits are a lot easier to get started when you're both working in unison together. So anyway, I'm done with my spiel. I'm obviously very happy and uh, excited for what we're going to create for people. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really great experience. So if you feel any inclination towards it, just trust yourself. Please feel free to reach out to Mike or I if you have any um, questions or you just want to talk through some of the logistics or any of your hesitations around it. Just please reach out to us with that uh, so we can talk it through with you guys. And um, yeah, I think I think we we shared all the details about it. Again, head to catchingleadership.com to see more about the retreat. And then that's where you can put your deposit in for your spot for you and your own cabin or you plus someone that you want to share the cabin with. And the, I will say the cabins are really cute. And oh, that's what I was going to say. Yes, I will absolutely feed you all at this. You retreat. won't just be fed. You'll be you'll be fed well fed. Well. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I probably that's I I'm creating very high expectations now. <laughs> now I'm nervous. No, you always deliver on it. And people <laughs> usually try new things. And that's one of the things they really like. about That's retreats. true. Oh, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you. We ran into um, a couple people who attended this retreat last year. Mm -hmm. And what did they tell you? One person told you something really great about it. Well, there was a lot of things, but I think in particular, they were just saying how there were a lot of things that still resonated that they learned from those sessions that they think about on a regular basis. And there are a couple of people who said that they did try some of the new food and we try and bring like really good organic stuff. You might not love everything, but you'd be surprised at some of the quote unquote health food that is actually really well prepared. And it goes back to what Alicia was saying, like when you start feeling good, you feel good about the food you're eating. You take time to recharge in nature. You're moving your body. You have more clarity on what you're trying to do as a leader or as a leader within your own family or household, whatever that is for you. You just leave with some positive energy that then you feel like, okay, I can do this. Of course, it's an ongoing mindfulness and well-being is an ongoing practice. So this, again, look at it as a way to jumpstart if you're new to it, or if you've been practicing mindfulness, but you kind of fell off the wagon a little bit, or you're just like, I just need a reset. I need a revamp. Yes. Perfect time to do it. Yes. That's how I see it as. I think it'll be, it'll be um the perfect reset and like refocused and feel recharged and like ready to go back to your life and work, just feeling like you had this you know, burst of, of energy and intention. And like, I know why I'm here, which is one of the best feelings ever. I feel like, yeah. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, and listening to us jam, hopefully you got some 
good nuggets of information about how mindfulness can help you as leaders in this landscaping landscape of the uh, changing workforce with well-being. So we have new episodes for this podcast every Friday. If you are not yet subscribed, please subscribe and feel free to leave us a five-star review with a written review on iTunes. That would be really, really cool. Um, Michael and I are both active over on LinkedIn. So find us on LinkedIn. We always have the links for that in the show notes. So you can add us both over there. We also have our business pages over there too. And we look forward to connecting with y'all. I got to say one last thing on the LinkedIn piece. Thank oh. you for bringing it up. Oh, geez. No, we're on it. I mean, we're not on like TikTok and we kind of limit some of our other socials, but like LinkedIn, especially given what we do and trying to bring well-being and mindfulness to organizations. But this is also a great opportunity if your organization is looking to potentially do something like this in the future for their leadership team, send a person to our retreat here as a pilot see what you like, see what would fly, what might not fly, or how we could modify it. And if it is something that they would be open to doing, let's say in 2024, now you you already have the relationship with us, you have a positive experience, and we can really start to get to work for your organization beyond just your own personal benefit. Yep. Love it. Great hug and reminder. You said LinkedIn, so that's where my mind's at. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next time. And Maybe we'll have Michael back on again. I feel like this is your third or fourth. I have to say the classic thing, which is, well, hopefully I did a good enough job for Alicia. She'll invite me back on. Again, I think that's what you say every time. All right. I'll just say tight lines. (laughs) Tight lines. All right. And I say namaste. Bye. Bye, everyone.